Welcome back to episode 42 of the Bitch Pigeons podcast. I'm your host, Hobson, and joining me today is our panel of baseball experts. That is Kevin, Derek, and Ashy. Lots to unpack today. The trade deadline was yesterday, and our beloved Blue Jays made one massive move and a couple of other sort of minor moves. And there are other couple big trades around the league. But before we get to any of that, boys, for the first time after 670, 670 days and countless meetings between Major League Baseball and the provincial and federal governments, the Blue Jays have come home to Toronto in front of fans. And honestly, guys, tough to tough to not be emotional watching that introduction during yesterday's game. I mean, fuck, our, our best friend Charlie Montoyo was starting to tear up on live TV and everything. It's just... Oh, let's just let's start off with some general thoughts on what it what it was like to watch live baseball. I guess not live, but like from the comfort of our own homes to watch the Jays play in Toronto in front of fans in the first time in over two in almost two years. The last guy to Homer in Toronto was fucking Bravik Valera. Just let that sink in. Bravik like, Valera? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh hashtag come together. <laughs> yeah, that was still the oh my I don't know if it was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how good it felt, honestly. Watching watching those boys get back in Toronto was just so fucking surreal, man. Like we came what 60 days short of two years without a game in Toronto. And I mean I get it, I'm from Saskatchewan, and that's you know, it's kind of a empty whatever reaction. But I mean, there's this is still my team, man. Like, it was unreal seeing them back at home and like, fucking. Even if it's the video that they put on Facebook with uh, Dolis coming back or coming by with a fat lipper and and you know, Lord is just <laughs> fired up. Oh my god! Can you believe they fucking deleted that off the one they put on Twitter? I fucking died. That holy shit. Uh, they shouldn't have done that. I love that video of, of Delise. The full send shirt. But oh he's just funny. Just walks by. He's got the full send shirt, and he's just got the biggest chew packed into his lip. Just like, hey, come oh. with uh, Blue Jay fan. <laughs> the best man. The best. Oh, that was my favorite favorite part of the whole video. And you know what? Most underrated feeling from yesterday's game, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, it was emotional seeing them pull out the massive Canada flag across the field and. You know, just oh. the players running out onto the field and everything. There's so like I could come up with an arm's length list of things to talk about from yesterday's game, but the one part of the game that really sent chills down my spine was when Ross Stripling threw the first strike of the game and Whit Merrifield took it high up and in fastball for a strike, and the crowd just erupted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, it was legit fucking playoff baseball vibe. It was. And it, it was, was like that today unreal. too. Real. In the first home I run mean, in Rogers Center. Teo. That was just Teo. a laser beam. Uh, I think I saw something saying that bomb went like 445 feet or something like that. Like 440. Yeah. But yeah. Guys, that would have been it. out at the warning track in Salem, let's be honest. No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. Didn't it go like third deck? Yeah. It hit the, face, it hit the facing. Um, okay. the, the facing from the third deck. Okay, see, I, I had this argument yesterday, and I guess I was wrong if you're confirming it. I thought it went deep into the third deck. Not no, no, no. Facing. It hit the face, it hit okay. the facing of it. Okay. It was like it was honestly launched. Like it was like if you watch Taylor's reaction, it was just like, Yeah, no doubt. Goodbye. Well, yeah, and the perfect like, part of the, the the best part of that video is that the whole 
like the the whole shot of the home run was capturing Teo's reaction because you know if you get the normal camera angle you might see like the initial reaction like as soon as he makes contact but the camera was still panned to behind the catcher so you got to see Teo swing the bat and freeze and flip it before it finally panned oh, yeah. the ball flying the into the sexy. and it was so well warranted man so well like it was hey, what is he at Six, 16 homers now and he missed what three weeks mm-hmm if he didn't miss so, up three yeah. weeks, he'd easily be twenty something. I just, too. Oh, I know we Hernandez. Oh man, I know that we. I, I know that we've made this clear a million times just in talking, but I do want to reiterate that the Leafs picked up Teoscar Hernandez. Or the Leafs, Jesus Christ, what are, what am I doing? The Jays picked up Teoscar. Oh my Hernandez. God, not everything has to be about, Stop the, about the Leafs. <laughs> no. um, the Jays Can we give credit up- to Italy though. the the jays picked up teoscar hernandez and nori aoki for francisco liriano can you believe that not even like prime francisco tweet sorry wasn't it you that wasn't it you that retweeted that tweet from back when we did that trade yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'll see if i can find it like it wasn't even (laughs) prime francisco liriano it was like no. It was like hey, I'm headed. Career. It's like I'm headed to the bullpen, Francisco Liriano, and mm-hmm. I haven't been good in years. But I was like semi good, so yeah, you're maybe gonna. I mean, need it, a semi, wor- it worked uh, for Houston. Prospect. I mean, they had a gluttony of of outfielders at the time. Okay, oh, so yeah. Teo wasn't getting play, and then Liriano actually helped him in the playoff push. So I mean, it worked out for both teams. Yeah. Okay, so here's the um. Okay. Yeah. So this is the tweet. It goes, uh, GM is fucking nuts. I wouldn't have never traded Liriano unless, not unless, unless <laughs> I had a pitcher back not happy with the trade. Ooh. Yeah. Jesus. You know how well that's special aged? shout out, special shout out to my junior, my younger brother, Nicholas Hobson, whose first reply is, now don't you feel silly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to get that kid on the pod, man. He's a legend. I agree. I agree. He's, he's, he's shy though. He's an introvert. You gotta, it's gotta take some more, uh, some more peppering, some more pressure. Uh, uh, let him insult you. Uh, let him insult you more. Maybe uh, it'll work up. His yeah, I'll exactly. Just, I'll, I'll, just, just I'll, talk just... My, I'll just talk about my great days working at Mark's. And I will just get the Jason Gray to I'll just get the Jason Gray to message him out of the blue. Until they get on the fucking pod. <laughs> Jason, Jason slides, Jason slides into his DMS and just says, Hey, fucking walrus tits. When are you hopping on the pod? <laughs> hey, onion ring Sasquatch. <laughs> but yeah, man, that emotion last night. And I mean, you saw Vlad cried, eh? Like he teared up. Oh, Bo yeah. was fighting. Oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yep. like, and these are kids that literally played here for three months. Like yep. maybe four. So it's hitting them that man. hard. Uh, like I it, really, it's so I, sexy I, to see that. I that really, so really don't want to push this narrative to the point where it just becomes a dead horse. And I know it sounds cliche to make this comparison, but I am getting some serious 2015 vibes from this. Holy team right fuck. Now. I am, Dude. I am, but I'm not in one degree. This team has a better approach at the plate. They Way do. better. Exactly. But e- considering the circumstances of where they were at the time, at the time in 2015, the Jays had a stupid run differential kind of in their favor, like it is this year. And they had there a worse a tweet record. About at the time. That. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like the, the like the momentum boost that already came with coming back to uh coming back to Toronto. And then, like I said yesterday, 
the fact that Shatkins went out and traded for Jose Barrios and they, I know that, and we'll get to this when we talk about this trade in depth, but the fact that they moved on from Austin Martin and Simon Woods Richardson, Simeon Woods Richardson, I'm not sure how you pronounce that person. I think it's a Simeon. Yeah, Simeon Woods Richardson and Austin Martin, two premium prospects. The fact that Blue Jays management had that confidence in this group to go out and trade for a premium arm and move on from two of his most highly touted prospects, despite not even being in a playoff spot right now, I don't think there's a bigger momentum boost out there than that, honestly. Hear me out. That was some fucking massive dick energy. Yeah, going out and making that deal. It was huge. Twenty fifteen. At this point point in twenty fifteen, the Jays were fifty and fifty one, and we all know how this season ended. At this season, at this point, they're fifty five and fifty. Fifty. So it's not out of the question. No, they're fifty three and forty eight. Fifty three and forty eight. So they're ahead of where they were at that time. So it's not out of the question to see a push. Here's the thing. When they made those trades in 2015, they gutted the prospect pool. But we still have a great uh, farm system. Oh, yeah. We still have six top. And and here's the other thing. Go ahead, Alex. Alex. Jamie Campbell pointed this out just to allude to what you're saying there, Ashley. The only guy that the Jays traded in 2015 that's really panned out and become like like an actual asset is Matt Boyd. And are the Jays yeah. really missing Matt Boyd that much right now? Like, well, and I mean, sure, he'd be thing. a useful piece in the rotation, but like, Matt Boyd, Daniel has, Norris what, is still one... floating around, right? Wasn't he just traded? I think, yeah, I think, but it was, it was one of those like for future considerations trades yeah. or something. Like, he's not, he's yeah. not exactly doesn't exactly no, no, carry never, a lot of value. Was... Yo, and, his van, his uh, van's just getting a lot of travel. Matt Boyd's best season was 2019, and he was worth 3.3 WAR. Like. He and he's been meh since he's. I mean, I guess he could have a good year this year. He's at 1.6, but yeah, like, and let's... I will be honest. I guess since now, I guess since now we're at the point of breaking down this Jose Barrios trade, um, I, I man, I don't know if my emotions have ever gone up and then down and then up so quickly as they did yesterday when I was finding out details about that trade. Because I will admit, like as much as I am in favor of the trade, it is a tough. When I heard Martin at first, Martin. I was like, "Oof." Yeah. yeah. So was but I. Then you then you look at the power numbers and everything, and 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 everything that's happened this year, and his inflated which, OBP. Did you see yeah, that? Which too? I did. Yeah, which I did notice. Like by- this is even. I was just going to say, even before even before yesterday's trade, I remember checking his stats like a couple weeks ago, and I saw that he only had like two bombs all season. And I it, obviously I wasn't concerned about it. Like, he's still going to become a premium premium ball player in the in the league. But yeah, yeah it's like he, he, I don't know. It was a tough pill to swallow losing him. But man, when you consider the fact that the Jays top three as it stands now is Barrios, Ryu, and Ray, like that's a, that's a oh, yeah. top of the rotation. And then Alec Manoa in there too. Oh my God. Like, he was unbelievable oh, yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Like he's been unbelievable dealing. since he came up to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Most I mean, the time. Yeah. he got tossed in the game in Baltimore and then didn't he run his pitch count up a bit and, or a bunch when they faced Miami? Was that so. why he got yanked? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. you know what? Stroman had the same thing. Against the Yankees. Fuck, I remember it. 2014, man. No, I I hear you. Fuck Stroman. But when Stroman was coming up, everybody was like, let's (laughs) let's, let's not fucking mince words here. When Stroman came up, I shit you not. I was watching a game and like, I think he got through like three and a third. 
I don't know, it was June 2014. So find something in there. Every Yankees batter took 10 fucking pitches to get out. It was unreal. He finished the game with like 101 pitches and three innings pitched. It was fucking stupid. So, I mean, guys are going to have that, and it's all about experience, right? So, yeah, I'm not worried when Manoa has those outings because that's finding yourself in the major leagues, right? Dude, I... I am not worried about Manoa in the slider because I oh wasn't. Oh God. man, his his slider's white. Yeah, such a filthy slider. Did you guys oh. see that from Rob from Rob Friedman? Holy fuck! Same arm slot, and like halfway to the plate, the slider just dives. It's yeah, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He what I like too is he's got such a massive gap in his speed between his slider and his fastball. Like his slider, I think sits at around like 81, 82, and his fastball's at like ninety three, ninety four. Well, like imagine I mean, when he works on his arm, when he works on his arm a little bit and he gets that fastball up to like 96, 97 regularly. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. Ugh. Fill, nice. fill the cup. Mm-hmm. Holy and you fuck. know what? I'm not worried. Like just to allude to what you guys were saying before, I'm not worried in the slightest about Manoa because I, I don't know about you, but before this season, I wasn't expecting him to be up this year. And then he started no. dealing in AAA and the Jays needed help in the rotation. And, and he didn't, got, really, like, you know, he's got that. It's not like an, attitude per se but he's got the head where he's, he's got like, the swag i belong yeah oh, oh, I, found, I found it, that game you were talking about kevin it yeah. was july 17th of 2013 uh, it was okay. a 3-1 loss to the yankees yeah he went three and two thirds 98 pitches yeah um 10 foul balls or something like no 10 yeah, whatever but yeah only let up four hits two runs earned but it was just, they just worked the pitches like insane. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, but I mean, like Manoa has the quality or the, yeah, I guess the. the, the and he's the a person, big the personality boy. trait. Oh my God. Six, five, is he two, six, four, six, five. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he yeah, has the personality did. trait that uh, Pearson lacks. And. And yep. in saying that he's got that he's got that I'm gonna beat you attitude where Pearson just seems like I'm gonna try. Pier- Pearson goes out there and he's like, Look, I'm gonna do my thing, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Manoa goes out there and he goes, Look, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I'm gonna come out here, and you know what? If what I'm doing doesn't work, then I'm gonna find something else that's gonna beat the shit out of you and fuck you. Oh, did I hit you? Cool. Fuck you. Exactly yeah. right. Look, yeah. I, I mean, you don't you don't need to have necessarily you need to have that swagger to like uh, be successful. You can be like a silent killer, like Doc was. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it I helps know, though. You, it helps yeah. though. If it's it's a mindset, right? Where Doc Doc didn't have it's... the swagger, but Doc had the that pit bull. Yeah, he had that laser him. focus. He had that yeah. laser focus. Like at, that for the game just at the diamond so differently to him, right? Like, yeah, Doc. Yeah. Doc knew what pitch he was throwing three pitches before he threw it. Oh, there, yeah. there. Like, he set guys up, and it was just look. Speaking I've of, thrown, speaking I've thrown of, you I this. Think, now I'm going to finish you with this. I think what we can agree on in terms of the whole swagger thing is that it's not a necessity, but for a young pitcher like Alec Manoa, it is a massive, yeah. massive boost. Absolutely, massive yeah. boost. Yeah. Because 
yeah, like 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 you were saying, like Nate Pearson, I I still think Nate Pearson's going to figure it out, and he's going to be an electric starting pitcher within the next couple oh, yeah. of years. But for sure, what I what I no, the difference that I the main difference. <laughs> the main difference that I see in between Pearson and Manoa is like you can in, in a couple of Pearson's rough starts, you know, where he was getting, you know, he had trouble finding the zone and stuff and his pitch count was getting up there through like three innings and stuff. You can tell when it's starting to get into his head a little bit. I have not seen that once yeah. from Manoa. Not once. No. no. And but you don't expect a guy to like Manoa. You don't have to expect him to have that kind of confidence and swagger. Right. But yeah, for like, like for Pearson, like I, I wasn't shitting on him when I saw him like getting into his head and stuff like that. Cause he's a young pitcher and he's just getting used to the big leagues. And that should be the status quo for most young pitchers coming into the league. But Manoa, the fact that he's already moved past that and he's already like, fuck it. I know what I'm capable of. I'm not going to get rattled. Like that is a massive step forward for him. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's done it, it against some of the biggest teams. Like this mm-hmm. isn't like a, do you, okay, oh my he God. came in and he dummied Baltimore. Okay. Do you he guys, he dummied Kansas. Do you, the moment that I knew that Alec Manoa was a star, like in the making, was did you guys do you guys remember his debut against the Yankees when he buckled where he Aaron wore the black it? suit for their funeral? Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about when he buckled Aaron Judge and he made him like swing oh, halfway yeah. and he just oh, dropped yeah. to one knee. I was like, "Yep, this is our boy here. Like he's gonna win a yeah. Cy Young someday." That that boy has got fucking like I said it before, but big dick energy, man. Like oh, yeah. he, he goes yeah. out there and he's like, "Look, this is my mound." This is my field. You aren't. I mean, I'm gonna throw it. You can try and hit it, but good fucking luck. Who the fuck are you, Aaron Judge? Sit yeah, down. E- exactly right. It's <laughs> we'll like all sit down. Yeah, that's that's he, exactly he, it. Judge, Judge's gap in his swing on that was almost as bad as his teeth were. Stop it! <laughs> oh. Okay, guys. Close. I just want to reiterate something about uh, the Barrios trade. Yeah, just to bring it back full circle. Like, if it wasn't obvious already with the way that uh, Jackins let go of Martin and SWR, it should be obvious by now how little front offices put stock into the MLB top 100 ranking. Absolutely. <laughs> Even their yeah, own yeah. top 30. Like, yeah. that yeah. was our number two and number four prospects. That's Well, I think Orelvis turning up on fire this year. Uh, I think I think Orelvis is a yeah. big... The fact that he Even moved, Kevin I think, Smith is a... reestablished himself down there. Well, there's been talks that Kevin Smith could make his, make his debut this three. year. Yeah, at, and at, at third base. Yeah, absolutely. Which would be I, great. I'd take that. If yeah. we had a homegrown third baseman that, you know, fuck, I mean, give me 25 and 25 from my third baseman. Fucking sign me up. Like, or give me Santiago with his bare hands. Oh, my oh, God. That was the most electric oh, way to finish the game yesterday. Right? I shit you not, guys. My brother, my brother jumped into my arms when that happened. Like, (laughs) hold on, it was the it was so hype. Reminded me of David Wright. Uh Oh yeah, that's what everyone was comparing it to on the MLB social media pages and stuff. Although I think Wright's catch was a bit harder, but this was great as well. Okay, we get it. You're a Mets fan. This was just like poetic, (laughs) though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's already a special night as it is to have it end on something like that. Yeah. But it was anyways, a perfect finish, um, right? Um, so essentially now the Strowman deal basically got us Barrios. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what? Much. You know what I really I like about it. K K K is not sticking. Look, K's gonna be a bullpen arm. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be a taxi squad guy. He's gonna go back and forth. And life's going to yeah. be good. He's going to be happen, happy. We're going to pay him whatever 1.5 a year. And him and his hot-ass wife are going to be fine. 
They're gonna be happy. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Like fuck. Like they, they're gonna be. They're gonna be fine, and he's gonna be happy because you know what? He's gonna be a bullpen arm for the Toronto Blue Jays, and we're gonna pay him whatever. And he's gonna be. And like, he'll be able to celebrate yeah. us when we win the World Series in God damn right, boy. One final, <laughs> one final note that I want to make about this Barrios trade before we move on and talk about other things, uh, you know, and, and not to quote Pat Tabler and you know guys like that on the on the panel too much because as we all know they you know they're a little bit outdated at this point. This guy's a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, you know he just looks like a third baseman, doesn't he? This guy's a ball player. <laughs> This no, guy's but a major league one baseball thing, player. No shit, one, that's what we're watching. One thing that Tabler said yesterday that really kind of, kind of like got me thinking is, obviously we all saw that quote that we tossed around yesterday about how Barrios is, wants to test the free agent market. That's what he said like a couple of weeks ago. But it's kind of like considering the guy is only like what twenty six years old. It's pretty hard to fathom that he won't at least entertain the idea of signing an extension in Toronto with this young core and the amount of buzz there is playing in front of an entire country and stuff and the direction this team's heading in. Like, I, I feel like there's probably more of a chance of holding on to this guy long-term than he would have had a chance sticking around long-term. In that's, Minnesota. Why they're, that's why they're saying too, that they're pretty much betting Simeon's a lock to stay now. Yeah. Because of that, because of that, that one through six right now, well, I mean, based on Barrios' like, quote, yes, or oh from my God. That, yeah, it was from yesterday. Barrios' quote was, "Yeah, I'm just happy I don't have to face Vladdy anymore." Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that. That's yeah, awesome. that was unreal, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and man, like, consider the fact that I know Manoa is the future of this rotation and everything, but Barrios, like I said, fits right in with the age demographic of this core. Yeah, and he's like he knows that if he signs here long term, he is going to be that guy. He's going to be an ace on this team for years. That's another one of the Hispanic background too, right? So I mean, yeah, that's he, a very he big fits presence right on in the team. demographic that this team is built yeah. around. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, well, I mean, honestly, I'd come video, out and offer him a five by twenty. Right? Him was sorry. Uh, I can't wait to play for the Blue Jays. I'm like, yep, yeah, there he fits in. <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh yeah, the Blue Jays. Oh, like actually though, I mean, give him give him what five by twenty two and a half, and fucking Bob's your uncle, man. Oh, like, like I said, we got him for another year. Um, and ex- extend him. That way he can him, get another deal in his Semien, early to mid thirties. Just keep this, keep this team in place for as yeah, long yeah. as you can. Exactly. Like, and I mean, back. the the veterans that are there, Semyon is the perfect veteran for that infield. Yep. The, you, and oh, he's yeah. perfect for Bo. You can't draw me up a better veteran. He's he been where perfect. Bo is right now. Yep. He 100%. struggled with the glove to start. He wasn't the most elite defender. It took him a couple of years, and then all of a sudden he's a perennial Gold Glove contender, MVP yeah. candidate, like it's like it's let's just let's poetic. be frank. He was a bad defender at he was same well in his first year in Oakland, at the same age, awful. Yeah. He was terrible. Yeah. yeah, like I remember them talking about it on MLB Radio. I was fucking, I was working on the road and I was listening to them, and they're like, "Yeah, like this guy's just a bad defender, but you know what? He's out there every day and he's figuring it out, and he progressively got better over the course of the season." 
And then fucking the next year, he comes almost out as, it's as like, if you shouldn't fuck. write off young players while they're still young. Oh my god, thank you. Oh yeah, what a fucking concept. Oh, you know, <laughs> like Vlad. Vlad had to isolate for imagine that, six months, and then he got that. called to come play baseball. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh my god, no, I felt a little like, overweight. I was so. I I knew as soon as. Like I, I knew even during last year when Vladdy was, I, I won't say struggling, but when Vladdy was kind of where he was last year, I knew that he was going to break out in 2021. Yeah. Because yeah. If you guys remember, I remember I was on, I was on vacation in BC at the time, like two weeks before COVID hit. So like end of February, start of March, kind of around that time. And I remember seeing all these reports and I watched a Jay's spring training game. And I actually remember seeing people saying, was- oh, Vladdy, like, this guy is slim. He's ready to go. He's been working yep. out all off season. Like, and I remember thinking 2020 is Vladdy's breakout season. And then of course, COVID shuts everything down. Players are kind of like left uncertain what their future is going to be like. And they started that eating year. his grandmother's cooking. Exactly. And he's living with his grandmother doing like doing fuck all for six months. Cause he didn't have an option. Yeah. And then of course he comes back. He's going to be a little bit out of shape and stuff. Anyone who wrote Vladdy off to the point, who where they were saying this guy is a is a bust or whatever they can just get absolutely fucked. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just why don't you just add Braden Bouchard while you're saying? That? <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe Seriously, it when I see though, it. Seriously though, like I don't care. Like even if he yes he did come in come into camp in 2020 like in July or whatever looking a little bit overweight, but the guy is what 21 years old, 22 at that time. Like yeah. I, you can't be writing off guys at this age, man, especially in a sport like baseball where most guys don't even enter the league until they turn 24, 25, et cetera. Yeah. Like, dude, he's 22 now. He's, we've got like what we're seeing from Vladdy now. Exactly. We're seeing what we're seeing from Vladdy now at his age. We're, we're going to be treated to, I'd like to think at least another 15 years of this, maybe even 20. You t- honestly, that guy right I'd, now. I'd, I'd write him a blank check. You t- oh, I would too, man. Dude, and uh, same goes for Bobachet. Reading that Players Tribune article that Bobachet wrote, like his whole Toronto, fuck. and like he's like, I could have ran home, through like, a wall. Dude, I wanted to run through a wall. Just like all, um, all that told me is, man, fact, get too. this guy back to Toronto. Like, yeah. funny thing. So everybody was shitting on Vlad last year. Okay, so he put up a 262, 329, 460 slash. Okay, that's a bad year for him. There's guys in the league that can't fucking do that on a good year. Yeah, well, exactly right. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at it too right now, and I mean, his walk rate is up five and a half percent. Five and a half percent. His WRC plus was one twelve last year on a bad year. One eighty eight like, this year. Oh my god! <laughs> Fill the cup, holy shit, dude! His K percent is only at seventeen. Like, oh, I wish I could find that thing about the first pitch as average. From what I heard, I think it was they said it again the other day. He's hitting almost like 450 on pitches on the first swing. Yeah. First, like, first he just fucking turns. Oh. I, you know what? And if that ends up, and I mean, his strikeout percentage is up uh, a, a buck and a half, right? Uh, from last year, but also we've played 40 more games than last year. Uh, fun fact we've played 100 games this year. Holy shit. Yeah, we're up a buck and a half, but like, fun if, fact: if that results at home this year, well, if that results in him playing or in in him striking out a little more that he's swinging at the first pitch, yeah, I'm fine with it. A buck and a half is nothing. Oh man, I'm no. the la- least of my. <laughs> I couldn't imagine looking at Vladdy's stats this year and just being worried about nitpicking anything. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> like imagine yeah. looking at like witnessing what Vladdy Jr. has been able to do this year and thinking, ah, I don't know, man, those strikeouts are just kind of making me worry. Like, fuck off. You know, somebody, right? you know, somebody somewhere. This guy, is if there wasn't a, that. if there wasn't a literal fucking modern day Babe Ruth in the league this year, then Vladdy would be winning MVP guaranteed. No one else comes. No one else holds a candle to him. Like, not even close. Oh my yep. god. And oh, man, you know, while we're because I guess the way I. The way that I put together this prep, I guess we're supposed to be moving on to like some of the bigger MLB trades soon. But before we just, yeah, while, okay. while we're on the topic of Toronto, can we just talk about how George Springer's coming alive? Oh my oh, God. Oh, you knew it was going to happen. Man, oh, you, you did. Knew you, you knew it. And the honestly, summer of boy George. What, <laughs> wow. what I was talking right. about before. Mixing a water, Kevin. <laughs> I probably what should. I was, <laughs> What I was talking about before, about how there's just like the 2015 field of this team and there's the momentum from coming back to Toronto and the young core and everything that everyone's doing well. And then there's the whole, you know, management looking over to unreal prospects to pick up a premium arm at the deadline. Like there's all that momentum. And then what I also want to point out is just the fact that Springer is finally, finally breaking out of his shell and we're getting to see we're getting to see the George Springer that the Jays signed to a six-year deal that they this wanted. This is the George and Springer he's got Jays fans the... hoped for. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Springer has the absolute perfect energy to fit in with this young core too. Yeah. That's the best part. You His look at him out on the field, Vlad? dancing around with Vladdy and Foe and Teoscar and all these guys. Like he, he is basking. And you know what? Good on him, man. I mean, Life as a Houston Astro over the past like year and a half is I can't imagine it's been pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Speaking of dancing, and did you see uh, Vladdy and told, like, dance? Oh, Dude, yeah. that, was, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So a dance. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no. I don't know. But... Springer. Oh. I just and you know what I I I knew that Springer was gonna have a breakout year this year because well not a breakout year. like I guess you can't really be talking about breakout years with a guy like Springer. No, but, like, but he a, was a gonna year, he was gonna get it bounce back here. Oh, he absolutely was, because think about it. Like, the past, had COVID not happened, could you imagine the shit that the Astros would have gone through in 2020? They would have got fans fucking the stands and everything. Like they would have. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, just just what they're, what, like, the fact that Springer, like, yes, sure, he was in on the cheating stuff back in 2017. I can't imagine that guy wanted to do anything more, but to just get a fresh start with a different team and put all that cheating and trash can shit behind him and just start fresh with a young core and a team that will go to the postseason and like where he can kind of reestablish himself, but maybe more in a veteran role. He's doing just that in Toronto and he just looks so happy out there, man. Oh my God. Oh, Is man. he ever? Hey, like first pitch today. Boom. Oh dude. And it was like, no doubt. It's funny because you know you know what I found really funny about that bomb too is when I watched it I thought for sure it was a moonshot, but it was actually under 400 feet. It was only like 380 or something. But it looked like it was absolutely crushed. And then his oppo, his oppo bomb today, his second one went like four twenty or four thirty or something. Oh my god! But, can you imagine going oppo four twenty? Yeah, that's pretty, that, that is pretty good today. And you know, it's just another thing I want to mention as well. I know I'm kind of bouncing around from topic to topic here, but man, Adam Simber's energy when he got that final out today just filled me. Oh, with oh it's, yes, it's really two I don't think we I don't think we've talked enough about how unreal Adam Simber has been since the Jays acquired him. The Jays Absolutely. fucking picked him and Corey Dickerson up for Joe Panic. <laughs> like <laughs> and you know, Joe Panic is you know he did what he was supposed to do in Toronto. He was a good he was a good defender and 
decent hitter, but yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a guy that you can move on from and like for what it's worth, he's been pretty shit in Miami as well. So, I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish him all the best. And we haven't Fuck, even man. seen Dickerson. Simmer and Corey Dickerson. So... Dicker, dude, like that's the perfect platoon right there for Randall Grichik because Grichik has been having trouble hitting in right-handed pitching this year. You bring in a yep. guy like Dickerson to face right-handed pitching, he can hit bombs, man. Oh, yeah. having that, having that coming off the bench in the playoffs too, like that was such an unreal acquisition by Shackens. That guy I hits I, fucking nukes when he I, connects. Oh my god! And you know what, guys? You know what's made me really happy is just seeing like there's still the odd fucking stupid fan out there that's stuck to their beliefs from 2017 and stuff. But as somebody that's been a staunch supporter of Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins ever since the very beginning, and I've always, as someone like myself, who's always been a trust the process guy, it makes me so happy to see the number of Shackens haters just dwindling and dwindling more. Oh, God. Oh, they spiked up a bit after that trade. Oh, they did. And there will be a couple couple that will, but mark my words. Mark my words and let the record show that, the, like, at the time of this recording, this is the Saturday before Barrios makes his debut in Toronto. But mark my words, Barrios has a good start tomorrow. I guarantee you those haters shut the fuck up real quick and disappear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, even like, like, even the haters that are like are melting off saying they gave up too much, like, there are very few, man. Like, I, I don't know. I saw a couple out there, but I, and especially like the initial reaction, I think a lot of people are like, okay, that's way too much for Barrios. But I think once everyone kind of took a second to sit back and really think about the trade and think, okay, like this is a, this is a premium arm that they're getting with, with a year of control. This is a guy that they're going to have for the rest of this season. And for 2022 top of the rotation arm. I mean, it, it, like it, I, I feel like it's going to be really easy to forget the return that the Jays gave up. Well, like, there, there, until... was, there was one guy on Twitter that told me that I'm a least informed dude that doesn't realize that trading Martin, who is our center fielder of the future, and Simeon Woods Richardson for a two-bit pitcher was an overpay, and Scherzer and Turner cost less. I need to say okay. that. <laughs> there was one guy who he actually uh, posted a screenshot of the uh, his ERA from each season and his ERA from his rookie season was like 8.02. I'm like, that guy had like a cup of coffee in his rookie season. So like his career ERA averages out to like 3.76 uh, more likely. Yeah. So I'm like, it doesn't really prove anything in that regard. <laughs> I saw a guy on Instagram <laughs> post something along the lines of, Oh, Wow, like great, great job management trading two of our top prospects for a washed up has been. And then people in the comments are replying. People in the comments are replying, like, dude, this guy's 26 years old. What are you talking about? And then I think the next reply I saw I was just, buddy, just hold this, hold this ratio. <laughs> just God. hold this ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Ratios for everyone, man. Like, okay, Ooh, man, I get I, I get having trade. skepticisms about the trade, but if you're gonna have skepticism, make sure they're the right skepticisms. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> That's like, like that's like me. That, that's like me getting mad about the Jays acquiring Brad Hand and saying they gave up the best catcher in the system. It's <laughs> like, well, no, they gave up Riley Adams. Um, like, uh, too funny. Speaking of which, uh, that Brad Hand trade, honestly, guys, I think has potential to be so underrated in the long run. Oh, just, yeah, and just for the sole purpose of what they gave up for him. Like, okay, yeah. I get that Brad. We're Hand loaded at to, suddenly. Yeah, I get that Brad Hand is like 
sort of been rough in July. He's been a little bit, been a little bit rough, and he's kind of. I, yeah, I guess like he was, uh, what I've heard is he's sort of been a, yeah, like well, he was on a shit team too, and I've heard that he's sort of maybe not fully, but like ever since the whole crackdown on spider attack and stuff with pitchers, like his numbers have dwindled a little bit. But like we're talking about a guy that led the league in saves in 2020, and a premium left-hander to come out of the bullpen. I mean, the Jays, sure they've got they've got Barucky and they've got Tim Meza who's fucking came out of nowhere going from Both being the worst option out of the bullpen to one of the best. Um, like the Jays have some legitimate lefty options coming out of the bullpen now. And the, now the, the Jays don't necessarily have to rely on Jordan Romano to close every game out. And of course, you know, Romano's done everything to warrant being the closer this year, but we have seen him slip up at times. And if that's the case, you've got Brad hand right there to come in and take his place. And whether you use Romano as a setup guy and hand as the closer or vice versa, I, I, I really, really like the acquisition of Brad hand. And plus the jokes with him and Reese McGuire and Marcus Semyon and everything. It's just <laughs> it's oh, funny. the five-year-old in me laughs, cracks jokes about it. But yeah, I, I, I think that trade one for one for Riley Adams of all people, especially when you consider the Jays have Jansen McGuire and Kirk right now. And then you've got Gabriel Moreno coming up in the system who looks like he could be a top tier catcher in the league. Like, I love it. I love the trade. Yo, that's like Gabriel Moreno has got serious. Like I could win a batting title champion vibes. Dude, like, he's batting too. title. Really? Well, same as like fucking Buster Posey back in the day, man. Like oh, that I dude see. is just fucking raking. He looks so confident in everything I've seen of his from this year. Yep. Yep. He just looks terrific. And some of those home runs he's hit. Holy God. He hit the hotel. Uh, only the second guy to do it. You know who the other one was, right? Vladito! Placata. Placata, baby. He did that in that video when he was doing BP with um, Bayerga. I think it was Carlos Bayerga. He did a video with him yeah, that uh, for MLB right. Network. And they were like telling people parked near the hotel to heads up because he was hitting it there. Oh, wait, and, was that the video that he was hitting off the tee? No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. with Bayerga, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, and he's like, Placata. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, and every time I go up, I'm not trying to hit home runs. I'm just trying to square the ball up. He goes, this is you just trying to square the ball up? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one more trade to discuss for the Jays. Uh, sorry, all right. Yeah, Joaquim. Yeah. That's a Joaquim. W it's to, to spell it out. W a h k e e m. Joaquim. Low, yeah. low, Joaquim. low risk. Um, Super high I reward. Mean, honestly, no, no real massive expectations on him. He's that solid. He's at the Latroy Hawkins type thing now. He's the veteran presence in the pen. He's he can consistent. Go out, do fuck. it, and he's consistent. Yeah, I mean, his numbers weren't too hot this year, but again. It's hard to put up solid numbers at times when you're on teams that are just not competitive. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing, right? Like, he's been so consistent in his career. Like, any like he's never had a negative war, which is huge. I mean, if you're going out there and you're contributing to wins for your team, I'm happy. Yep, yep. I'm real happy. And I mean, I can't wait for him to come in and show. And... You know? We said goodbye to Chatwood. So, I mean, win, win, win. Win. Oh, it, huge it W. Win. It is. You know, what I, what I like about the Soria trade, too, is it's just, 
like like I, I I sorry Derek, I wasn't sure if that was you or Ashley that made it, but like the Latroy Hawkins comparison, like yep. you just know that he is going to be such a reliable arm out there, and that that's oh, the thing. Yeah. It's like what did they even pick up for him, or sorry, what they trade for him? It was the future considerations, wasn't it, or something like yeah, that? Something yeah, like I, I heard two picks initially, or two pieces rather. I, yeah, but I think there were to be named later. I don't remember hearing any actual names they dropped for him. So. And where was this guy before? He was in Arizona, right? Arizona. Yeah. Two, two, so, yeah. Arizona, two was, was that not the team that was, lost like Arizona 26 in a row or something? To be named. Yeah, they're two tanking, basically. Yeah. I don't know, man. You bring that You bring that guy into, into an organization like the Jays where he has an opportunity now to be a veteran presence for its team with a young core. And a team not like I, I know Arizona's got a they, they must have a pretty young team at this point, but they're in a completely different spot than the Jays are. Like, oh yeah, the Jays are the Jays are on the cusp of a playoff spot. They need the momentum, and Soria would fit in perfectly in that role. And honestly, man, there are some people that might disagree with this, but if you're bringing like Nate Pearson, we were talking about, I, I long term he definitely projects as a starter, and I I wouldn't mind seeing him start a few games this year, but to come back from his injury and seeing that guy throwing bullets out of the bullpen, like one, two innings or whatever, oh, man, yeah. that would be like the bullpen is all of a sudden, in my opinion, not a concern anymore. If you get Pearson um, out there and you get sorry out there, you've got Brad hand in there. Now you've got Simber doing what he's doing. Like, I, I just, I, I don't see any, I don't see too many holes in this bullpen. It's not like no. where we were two months ago when you had to worry about him throwing out Tim Mesa, who was shit at the time, and uh, Tyler Chatwood and Jeremy Beasley. Like you're, we're not seeing. It's not that bullpen anymore. It's a completely revamped bullpen at this point. Speaking we, of, uh, is, there an ETA, is there an ETA on Merriweather? I think it, I, it I heard something be... like mid-August or something. Yeah, uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's like at least in the ballpark. Pun intended. It was when... with uh, get uh, it baseball. It was supposed to be within a few weeks of Kirk, is what I had heard. And Kirk's been back what ten um, days. Last thing update was July seventh, and he suffered a setback. Fuck. Taking uh, longer than they thought. He's throwing off a. Throwing plane catch, but isn't throwing off a mound yet, so that pushed him back about two weeks. Ah, that's a shame. But you know what? Like, like you guys said, like it, it's we've. It, it'll we be great to have him, pieces, but right now we right? don't have that hole as bad as yeah. we did. Yep. Oh, and speaking of uh, Arizona, worst worst team in baseball at thirty three and seventy one. So Soria's coming from a team that was yeah. 38 games below Jesus. 500. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Kevin, you are you you are exactly right with your take there though is the fact that the Jays did they really did fill every hole every need that they had. Like, they did. I mean, could we like, use, like could we I use guess the bullpen well, would have been outside of third base. Okay, yeah, I guess you a third baseman. Fuck, man, you could stick Santiago Espinal there. Look what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. That like, that's... I like you could sure you could make the argument in every day third baseman would have been great, but that's one of those holes that doesn't necessarily need to be filled, especially when you've got Biggio. No, and especially since we're gonna get there, right? Joe Ram in the off season. But I mean, <laughs> like, that's that's it, right? Apparently, um, yeah. It's just, and well, that's the thing is like the bull, like we can argue that the bullpen was the biggest need heading into the trade deadline and sure they didn't go out and get like a Craig Kimbrell or whatever, but did the fuck, did you hear the return for Craig Kimbrell, Nick Madrigal and oh my uh, God. Cody, Cody Hoyer? Well, I don't want to trade that for Craig Kimbrell. I'm sorry. That was but, another oh thing they said that the Jays trade for Barrios 
make everybody else's price tag go up, and it pissed a lot of teams off. Yeah, <laughs> but like here's it's like, well, sorry for having such a great farm system, guys. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, like, Go get yourself a Mark Shapiro and a Ross Atkins. <laughs> we gave up yeah, our top top 100 pieces, and we got, you know, a, what a top 15 pitcher in baseball. Yeah, yeah. top 20, top 15. Yeah, yeah. maybe. So yeah. you know, I it's mean, just we're like we spot. like the the bullpen was definitely the biggest need heading into the trade deadline, and I think between the thing is too is while they didn't get like a Craig Kimbrell, like a big name closer or something like that, they got Brad Hand, who led the league in saves last year. And then beyond that, they picked up Simber, who's been lights out, and Trevor Richards, who's mostly been lights out too. So it's like, you add those three guys in, you add the potential of throwing Nate Pearson into the bullpen as well. And then you were able to go out and get a young starting, young top of the rotation starting pitcher with control and Jose Barrios. The Jays were far and away have the best rotation in the AL East now. It's not even a competition. And I mean, we don't even need to talk about the offense. Like the offense was never an area of concern. If, they, yeah, if anything, they picked up they picked up Corey Dickerson, who could be a platoon with Randall Grichik, but they've got their, their top six batters at minimum are legitimate threats to hit 30 home runs. Like you, like, I honestly don't see how the Jays don't go on a crazy run right now. They went and filled out every hole. They've got the momentum from being back in Canada. They've got the momentum from their, from the, the amount of hope that their GM has in them and the amount of faith he has in them. There's just so much to be excited about as a Jays fan right now. Dare I say, and not to piss off Yankees fans, but I'll oh, do it anyways. The Jays have their own version of murderers row in their lineup. Oh, a modern dude. day. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck Yankees fans who get pissed off about that. Who cares? Let's be happy, man. Because I know that phrase is sacred to Yankees fans, murderers room, but I mean, I can't help but feel putting that label on this Jays team. Dude, not having facial hair is sacred to Yankees fans. Not having numbers (laughs) or names on your jerseys is sacred to Yankees fans. Their their whole organization is sacred. You change one thing about that organization and you're going to have a fucking target on your back. Like, but well, I mean, <laughs> good way to segue into a tra- into trades. Um, I don't think the Yankees did very well in addressing what they really needed to do at the deadline. No, they didn't, man. And you know, I what? mean, Gallo Gallo is a great pickup. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and Rizzo, Rizzo for where he, they with that short port, sure. But hitting is and- not their problem. It's pitching oh, and exactly. the fact that well and and that's the big their thing their bonafide right? guys aren't hitting is they added lefty bats which is something they severely needed but they like congratulations their lack of lefty bats is not Heaney. what was losing them games like right and andrew heaney was the extent of your pitching additions well that's apparently not what's his face severino is close to returning so i mean that's like picking up a pitcher at the deadline type thing okay but hear me out Luis Severino isn't very good. No, but he's a lot better than a lot of the guys they have. True. I just think he's severely overrated. I I think I think so much of his problem is between his ears. Yeah. He's he's an elite talent, but he can't get his mind around the major league game. And it's shown. So, Derek, you were saying, like, uh, or I guess all of us were saying that the Yankees hitting isn't a problem. And yet, they are second last in the AL in runs scored. Just really? ahead of Texas. But you know what, wow. though? Like, they fell so far behind there when they went on that month-long just 
awful streak of whatever they finished like 10 okay well maybe maybe i said it wrong and he isn't the problem but like i feel like their focus should have been more on pitching it has it absolutely should have been 100 it should have been like here's the thing they should have been making moves yes they desperately they desperately needed more lefty bats but more lefty bats is not going to fix their problems like the, like they they weren't losing games because they didn't have any lefty bats. They were losing and games didn't because they're fucking a starting pitching and their bullpen were bullshit. They well, did, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, uh, they did. I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't have it on me, but I know it was a pretty it was a pretty hefty return. I mean, good on them for fucking up. I love to see it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I mean... so the Rangers get Ezekiel Duran, who's a second baseman, shortstop Josh Smith, and uh, Trevor Hover. And right-handed pitcher Glenn Otto for Gallo with one year of control for or Gallo two. and left-handed reliever Yoeli Rodriguez. I'm assuming that yeah, I okay. pronounced a lot of those names wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I find them losers at the deadline this year, not just because it's the Yankees and it's always fun to dunk on them, but really, really though, they didn't, they didn't make it. If they, if yeah. this was them going all in. That is a very bad all-in, and sucks to suck. I'm here for Yeah, it. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be – I don't know if I'd be calling them losers if they were first in the AL East right now and they were cruising, but considering where they are now, they're fourth in the division. Like, yeah, like those two moves, sure, you had a couple of premium lefty bats, but are those lefty bats going to be the, ba- the massive Band-Aid that pushes and you I over mean, so the now you're gonna and move... the Rays and no, the Sox? No, they aren't. Like, Gallo, you're going to move Gallo to center now, I guess, because you're not moving Judge there. Well, I mean, Gallo and obviously Gallo's, replaces Gallo's Gardner's fielder. bat. Well, yeah, I mean, so your 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 bat could replace Gardner's bat. And I have a zero bat. Thank you. Well, that just says much about <laughs> Gardner. Yeah, fucking. He looks like human... an angry version of Caillou. The human thumb. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um but yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah overall overall i don't you I can't put gallo in negative. center field he's not That's that apparently the plan he's not that premium a defender uh, it doesn't make sense perennial gold glove candidate in right field where you arguably see the least amount of play yeah no and, and that's what i'm saying it's like eh? like i mean here's sure, here's he the fits, thing you hide your shitty outfielders in right field to be honest yeah no and i mean that's the thing so i mean he works there because of the short porch obviously that's going to be something that works in his favor he's probably going to hit a shit ton of home runs there but it doesn't move the needle for me in terms of them being anywhere near competitive this year he doesn't fix enough of the problems no no hell speaking, no speaking not fixing enough of the problems um I, I don't know how I feel. I don't know what the Rays were doing going out, getting Nelson Cruz and calling it a day. Like, I feel um, like they probably... the Rays are the Rays. It was yeah. weird. Were they, what else were they... Because, like, here's the thing. They acquired Graveman and then sold on Castillo. Yeah. They didn't like... get Graveman. Oh, no, they, oh, no, no, they, they didn't, didn't get, get Graveman. Graveman. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Graveman. Yeah, but they sorry. did sell on Castillo. Yeah, they sold on Castillo, which sorry, my mistake. The, that yeah, was weird. This is Tampa Bay where they just produce pitchers at an alarming rate. Where last after last this offseason, it's like, oh, no Snell, no Morton. 
Ray, you know, Rays are fucked. And all of a sudden, Rays, uh, okay. even with Glasnow going down. Dude, they don't. So, so now that they don't have Glasnow, I just want to. I just want to read you guys out what the Tampa Bay Rays rotation is. I will hear no disrespect on Ryan Yarbrough. No, Holy Ryan Yarbrough. I love him, right man. I love him. Dude, he's the only bright spot in the Soft rotation. Soft tosser, right? just oh, dude, Listen, he makes the, us look bad. I, yeah. Oh man, yeah, Ryan Yarbrough always lights up the Jays. Okay, do you guys want to hear what their rotation is as it stands? Yeah, I do. Yarbrough. Okay. Yeah, so Yarbrough's up first. Then you got Shane McClanahan. Who's um, been outstanding. Let's let's give him a little appreciation here. He's been outstanding. MLB, the show, shows him right. some love. Yep. Michael Waka. Yikes. Waka, Josh Waka Fleming flame. and Luis Patino. Luis Patino? Oh, my God. Watching him in San Diego's <laughs> system was so unreal because he was just a stud. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a stud, man, but that is not the rotation you want heading into the playoffs. Well, but, I mean, like, that's also a rotation that, I mean, for, what, the past 40-plus games has taken them to within striking distance of Boston. So, I mean, the rotation and bullpen have got them there. Well, no, right? I mean, Wander came up this year, and he wasn't great. But, I mean, Wander's going to wander and figure it out. For, for the record, like I, I, I'm not trying to disregard the Rays rotation any more than I already have. Oh, and the Rays beat the Red Sox today. Sexy. You love to I see actually, it. I actually think the Rays are first in the AL East right now. I think they, they finally half, got over they're the a half, They're a half game up on Boston. Yeah. So I will, I will point out, though, that the lowest ERA in the Rays staff right now is McClanahan at 393. Wow. And then you've got Yarbrough at 458, Waka at 479, fuck? Fleming at 415, and Patino at 426. Are they actually so outscoring that's their like problems? That... So their bullpen has got to yeah. be lights out. Oh, their bullpen. Yeah, their bullpen's been pretty crazy. Yeah, Andrew Kittredge has a 140 ERA. JT Chargeois, whoever that is, has a 290 ERA. They're super Jeffrey... high on him. Yeah, Jeffrey Springs, 343. Matt Wisler. 
uh, Vidal Bruhan and Brendan McKay. Brendan McKay is supposed to be like Shohei good. On don't both they sides. also yeah, have really? don't they also have Brent Honeywell too? Isn't he supposed to be something? Brent Honeywell fell fell, fell way down their list because he, he came up last healthy. year and got lit up. Yeah, uh, but like I mean, they still have obviously McClanahan's, Xavier Edwards, Shane Baz. Baz hasn't even made it his debut yet. Oh yeah, Shane yeah, Baz is another good. And then arm. Taylor Walls, their everyday shortstop right now, is number nine. They have Greg Jones, who's a shortstop at ten. Like yeah, they're Greg not, Jones, they're not Greg short Jones. on pieces no. by any stretch of the imagination. And you know, guys like Jones and Wall and stuff like that. If if they keep put up with with being shortstops, there's teams that'll that'll go heavy for that. Oh yeah. Well, that that's the thing. Like, okay, in their top ten, they have one, two, three, four, five guys that are. Sh- at least have shortstop in their uh, repertoire. Two guys that yep. play second base. Like, so you got Wander, uh, Vidal Bruhan, who is sick. Uh, Xavier Edwards, oh, yeah. I believe. Vidal Bruhan's going to be a good player. Yeah, Xavier Edwards, I believe, was part of the Snell trade. I believe. I uh, might be wrong. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then you got Taylor Wall or Taylor Walls and Greg Jones. Like, they just, like, this team just continually churns out pitchers and fucking middle infielders it's insane man yeah but i'll actually i'll actually correct you there i don't believe edwards was part of the snell trade that was patino that was okay i don't think edwards came over in that trade as well yeah he was drafted like yeah i searched him up his first picture is him wearing on draft day wearing the Rays jersey okay so edwards didn't come from san diego but it was definitely patino that did yeah this team just consistently Pumping out unbelievable players. Yeah, it was um, Patino, Cole Wilcox, Blake Hunt, and Francisco May- Mejia. Oh, yeah. They're everyday fucking switch hitting catcher when yeah. Zanino isn't catching. Like, yeah. I just, they just keep doing it and it drives and, me nuts. And you, know you know what's even crazier is Snell's been complete ass this year. Okay. Did you guys see that about like, Snell hadn't got past the fifth inning in so long in Tampa yep. Bay. Like, that was fucking wild when you finally... Or... Well, no, he was dog shit this year. But, like, yep. by outing, it had been a while since he'd gone past the fifth inning because apparently Cash didn't trust him. Well, I Breaking mean... news. Breaking news. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, apparently he didn't go much past the fifth inning because they were like, well, we trust our bullpen. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you, if you say so. All right. also... uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, we should, uh, we we should probably. Some... Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, we got Javi Baez, uh, Kimbrell, Bryant. And okay. Shirt, so uh, on the heavy Baez one. Okay. So Mets go out, drop a fortune on Lindor. And then yep. all of a sudden they're going after Baez. Is this a yep. Lindor isn't adding up? Like what's what's the reasoning? Who Lindor? Like, no, on getting Baez when they already have Lindor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. like I don't. I mean, I it guess, was a weird move for me personally. Like, who does the Mets have it too? 
Uh, I imagine McNeil floats in there sometimes. Yeah, so it's like, is Baez going to two? Like, I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around why that was a focus for them. You can't justify putting Baez's arm at two, though. No, and that's the thing. So are you moving Lindor? You justify putting Lindor there? Like, oh, but yeah, I guess you got Jeff McNeil there. Yeah, and they got J.D. Davis at third, too. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think the Baez trade was a bad acquisition for them, but I don't understand why it was a priority for them. It was, it was a really weird move for them. Yeah. I, I don't agree. As the resident Mets fan, shed some light. (laughs) I mean, he already already made an impact with them today because he hit a home run um, to help get back into the game. Yeah, so they were down. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that will continue to happen. I'm sure, I'm sure he will continue to hit runs or hit home runs for the Mets. But like, I don't know, Ashley, where, like, where would you, where would you have added to their team? Like, in all seriousness, I'm actually asking, like, what the pitching would have been more of a focus, wouldn't it? Yeah, or at least think maybe. So, but I mean, or maybe they're out. Maybe they're outfield. They're, like, I, I read something today. What oh, fuck? What was their outfield today again? It was. Is Lindor hurt? Hold on, boys. I'm I'm, call, I'm I'm making the call to the bullpen here. I'm getting Junior yeah, Hobson been, to fill yeah, me in. Lindor's on the IL. They've been rotating Baez and Guillaume at short stuff. So, okay, so I, I I just got I just got off the phone with Junior Hobson, who informed me that the Mets outfield today was Kevin Pillar, Dominic Smith, and Brandon Drury. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're looking a little bit thin in the outfield. Yikes. Well, uh, hold on. Hold on. So Lindor, Lindor's on the AL. Hold on. They're starting outfield. It was actually Conforto, uh, Smith, and Nimmo. So, uh, yeah. I was going to uh, say, Brandon Drury, Drury isn't even up right now. Is yeah, he? Drury came in as a pinch hitter. Okay. Apparently, Drury walked it off for the Mets today, yeah. too. It was a terrible day. Uh, yeah. 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 Is that little Hobson in the background? I can hear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Drury single to bring in Pilar. The yeah, junior no, Jays of- uh, got the win today there. Hey, Kevin, he's sort of, he's sort of like a, a producer of this show, except instead of producing the show, he's playing BR. Twenty-one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting across the room from me. <laughs> oh, man. Votto's home run stretch ended today. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that. Missed it by inches. Oh, My man. all-time video of Joey Votto was a couple years ago where uh, – the fan was roasting me. He's like, hey, Joey, I remember when you used to be good. And he comes over. He's just like, I remember when you used to be thin. <laughs> oh, man. He's the best. He is. He is. Like, oh, zero wow. fear out of that guy. Now why they got Baez, though. I, I wish he had a little more, like, pride in the fact that he's a Canadian. But other than that, yeah, he's... he's, he's you know what, guy. though? When he, he went off a couple him. years ago about that, I get it. Yep, I get he why he's put pissed. anything out for him. I get why oh, he yeah. says, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck." Like they they didn't show me any love. I'm not showing them any love. No. Good for you, man. Stand by your principles yeah, so I, at least. I I just want to correct myself. I was actually looking at yesterday's lineup, so I'd like to apologize to uh, you fucking Hopkins hack. Here. Ashley, you may as well be working for six ten with all that fake news. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they, they did have they did they did have Smith in left field, so they yeah they, they did like Nimmo and Conforto. Yeah, right. so it seems like they're platooning uh, uh Conforto and uh, Nimmo. 
So you're, uh, you're, same you're with that. Good as K Marsh. <laughs> yeah, same with that. The same with Baez and uh, Guillaume. They're uh, they're uh, rotating the two at sports. Uh, yeah, so. Derek we're, coming we're, coming coming live from the climate strike at Centennial College. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I guess I guess the Baez deal makes sense because he can play outfield as uh, anybody yeah. who plays this show knows. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I mean, um, I guess it makes sense, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know. The Mets pitching, I guess, isn't bad unless Walker's fallen off the cliff because his last two starts have been ass. Um, Strowman. Shout Strowman. out to Junior Hobson who called that a couple like a, a month or two ago though. When Walker was firing on all cylinders, he was like, "Yeah, but he's getting really lucky. He's not." But you know be what's, that good. You know what's great though was that first loss that started this little meh moment for him against the Jays. That, no, no, no. The game before oh, that yeah. against the Pirates. Where the oh. dribbler, the dribbler up the third baseline, and he thought he knocked it as oh it was fouled. They Gave called it three fair. Runs. And instead of mm. running to get the ball, nobody goes to get the ball. He stood there yelling at the ump, and all the Pittsburgh runners just were like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, that's a tough look. That's a tough like, look. And then he played the Jays, and the Jays lit him up like Central Park Christmas tree. So I mean, I wow, really great analogy, we got Derek. Strowman. I was really hoping we already got Strowman that series. Could you imagine if Vladdy took Strowman deep? He'd be like, <laughs> oh, man. I can imagine yo, social yo, media. Hear, hear me out. Strowman against Manoa. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> oh, you imagine, number six. <laughs> in a National League park where they have to both bat. You just know Manoa would stare him down into the dugout. It would be, be great like, too hey, if they did it. What number were you? Park. What number were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I feel like like I know that Marcus Stroman was nice about it and he was like, Oh, I love the swag and stuff, and like didn't actually like put up a fucking stink about him taking number six, but I don't know why. I've got this gut feeling that there's gonna be a little bit of a rivalry between Manoa and Stroman. I hope so. And it's it's oh. gonna be hard to make that rivalry work because they're only gonna play each other once every. I mean, provided Strowman stays with the Mets, they're we'll only gonna play some, each other we'll once every three Summer years. Slam and let him go at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we should also. I think we should talk about that fucking Scherzer and Turner trade because that was a big oh. fish to drop. Well, especially since Scherzer was supposed to be going to the Pirates. Like, no, Padres. Or the Padres. Yeah, not the Pirates. Jesus. Yeah, the Pirates. The Pirates. <laughs> the Pirates are rebuilding. <laughs> Wow, do you We're hate him, Alex? Do you, do you hate him that much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just said that to piss off Jason D. Gray, noted Pirates or Padres fan. Yeah, because earlier in the day, it was, like, it was like a done deal, apparently. And then all of a sudden, oh, nope, it's the Dodgers. And I mean, the Dodgers gave up some quality talent. You know what? Giving up Kiba Ruiz was a big give, like a big yeah. loss for them. And... Um, um, Josiah Gray, wasn't it? Yeah. I just speaking of the Dodgers, I would have died to get bruised R at the fucking deadline. Oh you my know, god, I love him so collateral. much. You know what would be even funnier if that whole joke trade about sending Bauer to the D to the Nats would have happened? That oh been. my god. <laughs> His first time back in Washington since January sixth. Yeah. Ratterall takes like something that like a pill that you would take before you go on a road trip, so you don't get car sick. Like, boy, sorry, <laughs> that we're like we're we're going on some bumpy roads here. I gotta pop some Ratterall and fall asleep. 
<laughs> but no, actually, but seriously, yeah. The Dodgers picking up Scherzer, it's like, okay, well, obviously Bauer's not coming back. I think that's pretty much a clinch right there. Um, oh, you know what? Turner with control means Seager walks in the offseason, so that'll be an interesting thing to see. Uh, hear me out. I would I would make a play for, for Corey Seager. Oh, Kevin, talk dirty to me, man. Oh, I, I am. I a, already I am, am, pal. Such, I am such a Corey Seager fan. It's not even. I funny. love him. Yeah. Where would him. you want to play him, though? Third. Third. Third? Yep. And then yep. Semien? Stays at second. Semien at second. Semien at second. Semien at second. Boat. Yeah, both short. Okay. I'm not I, I, here's, here's what Vig- I think. And Vigio? Vigio is a utility Vigio will become guy. your super utility. utility? He, like Ben Zobris. Okay. Yep. Like Ben Zobris was in his prime. Ben Zobris was such a force because he could play anywhere and he became super valuable. I remember when we almost got him oh, in 15. Do you guys remember that offseason in 2015? I think this was right before the Jays made all those trades when fucking Zobris was traded from Oakland to Kansas City. Yep. And he just... Oh. Um, he was such a thorn we in the Jays' side, I remember. We were in on Zobris for so long, and they just asked a little too much for AA to pull the trigger, which is ironic considering he emptied the clip at the deadline, but yeah. Hey, I emptied the clip last night and the night before. It's okay. Yeah, but... We're Mostly because we got Maria. YouTube sock. Nikki YouTube sock. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Dodgers... The Dodgers <laughs> The Dodgers, I mean, did you see that thing there? The highest payroll ever, 286 million. Oh, yeah, 280 million, Jesus. That's How insane. much are they paying Scherzer? 31 million? Something like I, that. Did the Nationals even yeah. obtain the Nationals or didn't even salary. retain? Did yeah, they, they retain? Did. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a prorated. Uh, the Dodgers are paying 15. Everything else was backloaded or something like that. It's it's they They, they took a bunch of salary off of it. Man, I, you know, I, I was just sitting on my couch yesterday thinking about the, like all the trades that went through and fuck man, the one thing that crossed my mind that I just couldn't get over is imagine going into a playoff series against the Dodgers in your first three games, you got to face Scherzer, Walker Bueller and Kershaw. Oof. Like, uh, well, the first two, come the on. first two, uh, yeah, that's, that's just... scary. Kershaw's not anywhere near what he was. Um, Yo, here, here, no, out. but he's, he's still, he's still Kershaw, Kershaw, man, like. Yeah, but playoff Kershaw has always been a meh. I mean, playoff Kershaw was pretty solid in like last year, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was. I mean, I think that kind of goes without saying because the Dodgers won the World Series, but like, I like, I don't, I think he kind of shed that playoff Kershaw notion last year a little bit. Next, next to, next to um, the walk off home run call. From the '93 World Series, my favorite home run call was Bo's second home run against Clayton Kershaw. The first time he ever oh, yeah. played Kershaw. Oh yeah. Okay, no. Here, this is exactly how it went. It's like Dan, Dan, and Pat were calling the game, and they're like talking about his first home run, and then all of a sudden, it's just slap. Oh boy, and oh my god, it's my favorite. I just every t- every chance I get, I watch it, dude. I love. Like, with no word of a lie, if I'm ever having, like, a rough date or something, I shit you not, I will go and find that video and watch Bo hit a second home run. Right? Clayton Kershaw. Straight up. 
Oh, man, boy. like it's and you know what? Because the first home run was great and everything, but the second home run was just crushed. And it's like it was but they were both off of Kershaw and the second one was off of the hanging curveball. And it's just like he, he fucking hit it in the next week. And it was just I, I just remember watching that live and being like, fuck Boba shit. Like we got something special here in this kid. Like, yep. It's guys, you know. speaking of Kershaw, he's a free agent after this season. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't mean, know. If, if, we've got Ra- if we've got Ryu Ray, I, I'm really not sold on having three lefties in your starting rotation. There's not a lot of lefty heavy lineups. That was one of my big question marks coming into this year, adding Mats. I mean, look, Mats was great early. There's yeah, nobody that can deny that. Absolutely, he has. And you know what? Now he gets to be a bullpen arm with Burrios. The thing with Steven Matz now is like, yes, he's he's come back down to earth, but given whatever, like given what, like, fuck, he had like a nine-something ERA in 2020 and like something similar to that the year before. Like, I, I'm willing to eat whatever we've got of Steven Matz right now. And like, I, I can tolerate it. Like he's not, oh, yeah. he's not as good as he was at the start of the season. And he's still kind of, you know, he'll put up like a three spot or a four spot, but like, he's not going out there and getting lit the fuck up every single time he goes out. Like he's usually good for like five innings or something at that point, whatever it's yep. Steven Matz for one year, I can stomach it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know what? He's been, he was always going to be low risk, like low risk, high reward. And you know what? That's what we got from him. I'm his biggest issue is location. If if he's spotting his yeah. pitches, he's he's yeah. unreal. <sighs> I did. I, I will say it was a lot of fun bullying Nick while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing, man. Because I literally I searched Stephen Matz's name in the chat, and then all I would just see a fucking like grocery list of Nick just saying "fuck Stephen Matz." Like, oh, <laughs> wow, good thing the Jays are entertaining a trade for Stephen Matz again, and it's. <laughs> And like I, I, the whole Cy Matz thing that I had going was obviously a joke. Like I knew that he wasn't gonna actually come out and put up Cy Young numbers, but when he, it was the perfect situation for me when he started off throwing some good starts, and I was like, "All right, Nick," <laughs> like I was right all along. But there it is, but pal. No, <laughs> I can't wait to do the same thing to fucking DeChico when Michael Bunting is an absolute shit in twenty twenty one. Nick Ritchie. <laughs> The only other yeah. trade <laughs> that we had really thought about talking about was Bryant to San Francisco. Holy mm-hmm. fuck, what an ad. For yeah, a team that has been I, I'm still I, I just I still don't understand I still don't understand how the fuck San Francisco is so good. They've been like, like riding the coattails of Mike Yastrzemski. Kevin fuck. Gosman. Kevin Gosman. Like, yeah, Kevin Gos- is this the same Kevin Gosman that played in fucking Baltimore? Like what apparently <laughs> apparently i just i don't i don't know where they found it and i mean like the back end of buster posey's career like okay i guess like this and this also isn't a team that this, should be this good also this year ends in an odd number they're only supposed to be good during even number years. yeah damn it Fuck. <laughs> they're exactly. doing it all wrong <laughs> you guys you yeah, fucked up either way should they it, should that be the case if the if the Giants make any sort of noise in the playoffs this year? It should be with an asterisk because it was in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe COVID uh, fucked up their uh, timing. There you go. So. That's it. <laughs> Limit on the vid. I don't care yeah. that you got your vaccine, Ashy. 
yeah, it's yeah anymore. I I just (laughs) this Giants team is weird, and it feels weird because nobody had them finishing like maybe three. I guess with how bad Colorado and Arizona are, but like nobody had them out in front by a mile right now. No, it just certainly not such. I don't think anyone expected them to be in the same, same conversation as the Dodgers and the Padres, let alone like above both of them. Right. Well, exactly. Right. So they beat the Astros eight, six today. And I'll walk you through the San Francisco's lineup. I was just so batting first. was a Wade. Tyler Wade? No, not Tyler. Not Tyler Wade. He plays for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Not Tyler. Uh, Lamonte Wade Jr. Let the record show that my brother brother is the biggest Tyler Wade fan in the world. Stop. (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, batting first was Wade. Second was Yastrzemski. I love Yastrzemski. Ruff. Yeah, Darren Ruff. Uh, four was Flores. Darren Ruff? Five was Pro- Yeah. All, <laughs> all 35 Darren years Ruff. old of him. Yep. Yeah. Dar- yep. Darren Ruff at number three. Oh, four geez. was uh, Flores. Five was Crawford. Six was Solano. Seven is uh, Duger. Eight is uh, Casali. And nine was uh, Wood, your pitcher. You mean so, Steven Duggar of the Duggar clan? Wasn't that the, wasn't that the nineteen and counting family, dude? I'm still I'm still not convinced. Actually, I'm not convinced that you're just not completely bullshitting me now. I think Darren Ruff retired in 2017. No, no, I'm not bullshitting you. He was batting third. He's he's your first baseman. He uh he was covering first base for Brandon Belt. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, you, you won't believe this either. <laughs> Let me walk you through his uh, numbers <laughs> for the season. Oh no! <laughs> if you did. <laughs> Not to mention that Kirk oh, Casale you're gonna like this for them today. <laughs> okay, so he's played 74 games this season. What? 154 at bats. Yep. 11 home runs, 26 RBIs, 266 average, 390 on base percentage, 545 slugging for a tidy 936 OPS. What? <laughs> what in fucking tarnation? No, Ashy, you're. Ashy, I'm picturing Ashy. I am picturing you right now sitting in the exact same chair that I sit in when I'm producing shows for six ten over the weekend. That's how full of shit you are. No, I, I was just straight from his uh, player card on the MLB. Stop trolling, Ashy, oh, and maybe I think that's just going to be one of those I things should, that I'm just. I, I'm just. I'm not letting myself believe anything. Like looking at their <laughs> roster, you're like, you how not. the fuck are they where they are? It's just it's, what. Alex Wood was their starter today, and he was bad. It's it, none of what they're doing this year makes any sense. It's completely outside of any conscionable thought. It, it is. Uh, I don't know. Derek, Derek, are you awake? It's crazy. Hey, Derek. Oh yeah, Brandon Crawford, thirty-four <laughs> year old Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford, no, sick. I, Kevin, I, Kevin, I don't think I. Kevin, I don't think Derek's iPhone is awake. <laughs> uh, I I will be the first to say it. I love Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford. 54 games played. 170 best season. 
85 Kevin games played, Kevin 285 Sus- at bats. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just gonna say Kevin's got a thing for guys named Brandon who play for San Francisco. Yes, <laughs> Brandon. Crawford, 18 Brandon home Bell, runs, baby. 62 RBIs, 288 batting average, 366 on base, 544 slugging, 910 OPS. Oh my god! Wow. Like, are they just oh, really Eric- good at? <laughs> are they just really good at hitting with runners in scoring position? Because they should probably sign Ryan Goins. Oh God. <laughs> He's busy playing for Mexico in the Olympics. He is not. Yes, he is. Shut the fuck up. Not even kidding. I saw him. That's incredible. It. it came up on uh I forget what it was. It was like different major league or former major oh, league. Oh, probably players. probably and it's something Sportsnet. Yeah. They like to ride his dick, so fuck you, Sportsnet. Love you. Uh, I just wanna to the show. I just wonder how many how many of San Francisco's wins are against Colorado and Arizona since they're all in the same division? Well, realistically, though, who cares? They're still winning. <laughs> and, I mean, we get we get to play Baltimore. So, yeah, it's not yeah, even but that's an it. number it's year. Baltimore. It's not even, it's not even number that's year. It. We, just get to, we just get to beat up on Baltimore. They get to beat up. Yeah, but at the same token, they got to play San Diego and the Dodgers a lot. Yeah. Colorado and Arizona. Ash, you're floating off the Wi-Fi, pal. Yeah. Just put it on the network. All right. You'll feel better. Think that, How's it now? Think, better. think that might be a good place to uh, to wrap her up, Kevin, or what are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, who's got our sponsor tonight? Little Hobson, roll in with a fire sponsor. Hey, you want to you <laughs> come over here and do a sponsorship ad read, Nini? What? Just <laughs> make up a sponsor, a sponsor ad read on the spot. <laughs> No, I can't do that. that Come on. Damn it. It's, it's 15 seconds worth of content. Come on. Let's go. I'm not doing that. Just Fuck say, off. Just say this is brought. Just say, I'll, I'll start it for you. I'll say this podcast is brought to you by, and then just say something. That's the easiest part. New yeah. <laughs> so do it. Sun, oh, you're doing punch. the easiest part. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. <laughs> this episode of the Bitch Pitons Broadcast. I'm gonna try that. Broad, again. Pro- big vision, big broadcast, broadcast. Yeah, this is brought to you this, by AA because Kevin's gonna need to go there after today. Holy fuck, am I ever? This episode of the Bitch Pigeons podcast is brought Terramana. to you by Terramana. Love Damn. Dwayne the Rock oh. Johnson. Sponsor the pod. Sponsor the Hashtag pod, please, Dwayne. Love you at forever. Un- at Project Rock Under Armour, at Terramana Tequila, at Zoa Energy Drink. That guy's got everything going. I hope you know I'm tagging every single one of those things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Much love to The Rock. Much love to D-Wayne. <laughs> love you, pal. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I think we're playing. Are we? I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I'm don't worry. Far- we don't know what the fuck we're doing. I have, I, think I, have, we're, I think we're good. I have absolutely no business being on this podcast tonight, fellas. So. <laughs> well, Kevin, you did a great job, man. You did better than Ravi did when he was like a half Mickey deep. And a- At least I didn't start talking about Salt Sumerie. Say Saint Sumerie. 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, fellas. You did, better, you did better than me when I took a fucking edible before I. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, forgetting cool. forgetting the first five letters of the alphabet. Hey, let's do some Am I the Asshole later this week, yeah? Yes. Oh, that'd, be fun. that'd be fun. Okay, terrific. I can't wait to have I can't wait to the first back. story. Am I, am I the asshole for voice messaging people telling them that Bailey Wells is an asshole? 
Yes, Harold. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Bailey's an asshole. Bailey's an <laughs> asshole, you liberal cuck. <laughs> well, talk shit. Couldn't back it up. Plain and simple. All right. Well, we'll fuck it. We'll be back first. I'm on my the asshole later this week. Um, little Hobson, please come on the podcast soon. Nick, we missed you tonight. Nikki Kawa must be a day that ends in why you fell asleep before the podcast. So anyways, <laughs> we will see you later. That's the show. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>